Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen, and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. It's good to be back with you again, and uh, after this weekend, there's Luna. (laughs) She's always in here. She's decided that she's going to be, you know, apparently a regular. So... Uh, I hope you've been considering some of the information that we've talked about regarding the um, regarding empathy and uh, how you can start kind of integrating it and being able to utilize it and um, dealing with things like grief. And I mean, being empathic, it's very much about managing a skill. It's managing a tool in your toolkit, an energetic tool. And even deciding whether or not you're going to use it in any given situation. So, today, um, in honor of the fact that we're coming up on Valentine's Day, we're going to be talking about empathy and relationships. And relationships can be tricky enough, just kind of on their own. But when you blend the ability to... um, connect that deeply with someone, there can be some definite good points to it and some definite challenges to it. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And for those of you who are watching the premiere of this episode, I am, you know, on the very premiere episode of the episode, of the episode, I am in the chat room. So if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, and uh, for those of you who are either listening on Block Talk Radio or if you're watching it after the premiere of the episode, then uh, you can always leave comments, any questions or, or comments in the comments section. So let's talk about love. And it can be love between, you know, uh, you know, two people in, in, you know, an emotional, you know, relationship. It could be between two friends. It could be um, between family members. And it is probably one of the most amazing, frustrating, empowering, disempowering um just phenomenal things that we can experience as human beings. And like absolutely everything else, it carries both light and shadow. Now, that becomes that much more significant for people who are empathic. Because, you know, at, remember, we've talked about the fact that an empath feels what other people feel or has the capacity to feel what other people feel as if it's their own feeling. So when you're an empath in a relationship, and especially one who is, you know, kind of an unmanaged empath, you will follow to a great degree what that other person is feeling. If that other person is totally and completely in love with you, well, you're going to feel that sense of love and that relationship in some ways as a reflection of what they're feeling. Now, does that mean it's not what you really feel? It might be. It it can be. And it's going to be influenced. Um, You know, the times that people have said, you know, oh, well, um, I I, I don't really want to go out with that person, but I agreed to go out with them. 
you know, if somebody just kind of begs you to go out or, or to be involved with them and, you know, it's like, well, you know, I don't want them to feel bad. I don't want them to, you know, I, I don't want them to feel rejected. Well, the reason you don't want them to feel rejected as an empath is because you don't like feeling rejected and you will pick up that from them. And for people who understand that they're dealing with an empath, it, it can become very manipulative because if they know that you are vulnerable to you know, what they feel or what they project that they feel, then they're going to use that in order to be able to achieve the outcome that they want. I mean, it, and it, this may not even be conscious, this may be subconscious, and it can still disempower an empath being in a relationship because they're so determined that they don't want to cause that other person pain because they will feel it themselves. Then it leads to a lack of authenticity in a relationship if, if the empath isn't really, really invested in it, but they stay in just because of what somebody else is going through or what they might go through. So consider, you know, consider the relationships in your life, even if it's a friendship, you know, that, you know, if, if it's one of those friendships where you're, you're, you spend more time making excuses for them, or, you know, you really don't feel good and you, they have a tendency to either bully or, or you don't feel like an equal partner in the relationship and you find yourself agreeing to things grudgingly. And yet you keep that person in your life. And the question would be why? It's like, well, we've just been friends for a long time and you know how it goes. Yeah, and maybe it's time for that spiritual contract to end. And that's a very hard thing for empaths to do. It can be tricky because empathy is, you know, the, the shadow side of empathy is going into that place of codependence. It means we make excuses for people we're in relationship with. It means that rather than tell them the truth that, you know, hey, that was not cool or that was not okay, we find reasons to accept how we're being treated. We find reasons to not only accept, but to encourage someone who is, you know, not being as kind as they could be or as considered as they could be. And... It also means that we, you know, will even, you know, we will staunchly defend them to other people who are trying to point out, hey, this is not healthy. This is not a healthy relationship. What are you getting out of this? We have a tendency to, to you know, draw back from people like that in order to keep that, you know, the, the illusion of that relationship, you know, nice and solid because we don't want any truth or or you know, fact or, or whatever, any observations to come in and interfere with our ability to continue to maintain that connection. And yes, all that sounds really harsh and I get it. And I have been there. I have, I have walked that road and it took me a very, very, very long time to understand that just because someone wants something for me, doesn't mean that that's what's right for me. And just because someone says they know what's right for me. Um, I was in one relationship where someone said, it's like, well, you know, I'm more mature than you are. So therefore I have a better grasp on what it means to be in love. So, you know, you're in love. You just don't know it yet. You know, you don't realize it because you're not as mature. 
and it was like, and we're done. Anytime someone says that they know more than you do about what you're feeling, it's time to pump the brakes. It's time to say, and excuse me, I don't think so. So that can be really difficult when you are very connected to someone else's emotions, when you resonate at their frequency. And remember, you know, we talk about this being resonance. When you resonate so hard at that frequency, it can be very difficult to separate it from your own. Um, I've known people who considered getting married to somebody who they weren't really that attached to. They weren't really that in love with, but they didn't want them to feel bad. Or, you know, they said, well, I'll learn to love them. No. (laughs) When you get married, have it be because it's what you want to do more than anything else in the world. And you don't want to live another second without that person by your side. It's not something you do. Well, we'll grow on each other or, um, well, they're really sure. So, you know, maybe I should go along because I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to embarrass them. Um, yeah, it, it does take a lot of practice in order to separate from that sense of, I need to make sure this other person is okay. I need to make sure this other person is all right, especially when you're sacrificing yourself, especially when you're sacrificing what is inside of you and what is your truth and how long can you maintain that you know, with that little tiny voice saying, we don't want to be here. We don't want to be in this space. We don't want to be in this relationship. This does not give me the happiness that I, I really deserve. So just be careful, be sure, you know, ask yourself. I mean, even if you have to wait till you're in those moments when you're by yourself, And if you question whether or not this is, you know, a thing, whether or not it's an issue, get by yourself and, and just talk about it, think about it, or get with somebody who's totally not invested in any side of it. They're not, you know, a friend of the person, they're completely neutral and just, just, you know, dialogue with them about it. See how you feel in that moment. And then get with the person and see how that feeling changes, how that adapts. And then you can kind of tell where you are in, you know, your authenticity versus what seems a good idea when you're with that person. And that's a good way to kind of get an idea, you know, about what that gap means. And maybe you need to look at it. Maybe it needs to, you know, maybe there needs to be a conversation. It doesn't mean that there needs to be a separation necessarily, but it may be that the relationship needs to be redefined so that you are able to be an equal partner in it, that your choices and your decisions and what you feel is important. Okay. That's, that's enough. And I wanted to start off with that kind of the harder side. Now we're going to get to the good side. We're going to get to that wonderful place. When you do have a connection, you do have that deep abiding, you know, relationship that, that sense of this is just somebody who no matter how bad I'm feeling when I'm around this person, or even when I think about this person, I feel better. And they're able to, you know, just not 
complete you because you are a complete person. We are all complete people. Compliment. And it's not just saying nice things, you know, when, when things mesh, when they, when they merge, you know, it's kind of like when cogs get together and, and are able to kind of the, the little pieces just all fit together so nicely, which means that everything functions better. So when you function better as a unit than as separate and, you know, that's just a wonderful, beautiful thing. And I've been blessed to have experienced that in my life. Now, first, when you have an empath with somebody who is not, you know, as empathic, I believe everybody has a level of empathy, but if you're with somebody who is not empathic, then that's a relationship that, you know, it can still be wonderful and amazing. It's just that as an empath, it's important to clarify how you function, you know, and how, um, how your sensitivities uh, can be affected by different things. And, you know, things like, let's say there is someone who is a friend of theirs that you don't really resonate real well with. And, you know, you may feel like, it's like, you know what, why don't you guys go out together? Or, you know, why don't you girls go out together? Or why don't whoever, you know, why don't you, you two spend time together? But I'm really not, you know, it, it's okay. I'll, I'll stay home. And, you know, there is give and take, there's compromise. And it's good to have somebody who understands. It's like, oh, okay, you don't have, it's like, well, why, why do they, you know, why, what do you have against this person? It may not be anything you can name. It's just a feeling. So if you can have somebody who goes, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I don't really understand it, but it's obviously important to you. So that's okay. Yeah, we can, we can do that. You know, you don't have to. So it's just a matter of really communicating what it is that you need in order to be able to remain in balance in a relationship. Um, if you're with somebody who, you know, during an argument, let's say, you know, they really kind of, you know, have a lot of intense emotion and that's affecting you to be able to say, okay, I need to walk away from this, or we need to bring this up later because I am being overwhelmed with, you know, the, the energy of this discussion that this is not something that I can, you know, really do well with. And by defining terms, by making things clear, by opening up and having very honest and frank discussions about, um, you know, how you argue and how you fight and how you resolve things, by having that all figured out, then it makes it so much easier to have this, you know, the wonderful openness that, you know, great relationships often provide. When you are an empath in love, and I mean like really in love, not only are you authentically feeling the beauty of that feeling, you're also matching that other person. It means that on a very intense level, you can be able to, you know, tell what that person needs. When somebody is going through a really tough time and maybe they're being kind of cranky, maybe they are, you know, being snippy a little bit. And as an empath, you can move past what they're expressing straight to the emotion. Maybe on the outside is that, 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 that. But on the inside, it's I'm scared or I'm hurting or I'm not feeling safe. And 
being an empath in a relationship like that, you can calm, pick up on that, and then you can respond. It's like, okay, um, I'm sorry that you're not feeling good right now. And let's talk about, you know, what you need in order to feel good because you don't take, have to take it personally because you know, it's not about you. It's about something going on in that person. It is, it allows for an intimacy, you know, on, on a physical level, the intimacy is amazing. And when you have two empaths in a relationship and they can utilize, they know how to utilize that connection. Oh Lord, that is, it honestly, it doesn't get better than that. And it lends towards a depth of contact, a depth of devotion, a depth of acceptance, a depth of union and oneness that it's almost beyond words to describe because that means, hello, that means that you you are, it's, it's almost like you don't know where one person ends and the other person begins. And it is, it, it just is, it is amazing. And each person still has their full autonomy and yet they're connected. And that's, you know, that's when you see couples who, you know, they've been together forever and they glance at each other and it's as if they're falling in love for the very first time. It is that familiarity. It is that being a best friend. It is being accepted that you don't even have to say what's going on. The other person knows and they know when to back off just as you do. You know, you each know when to back off, when to push just a little bit. And it is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. So if you are an empath and you're in a relationship with another empath, these are practices that I would strongly encourage that, you know, you guys work together because, you know, when you can sit, you can sit back to back, try this, just, you know, sit down, sit back to back and just feel, you know, be aware of physical, you know, the, the, ground beneath you or the floor beneath you or the pillow beneath you and the person's back and the feeling of, you know, that solidness. And then you go into the energy and then that sort of a joining happens and you just kind of energetically blend and that oneness point hits and it is absolutely amazing. So, you know, the more you practice your empathy, the more that you learn to connect. And and let's say you're with some you're an empath who's with somebody who's not real empathic, you can help them to elevate their connection and that way it makes it that much closer. It makes it, you know, it makes it just so special. I mean, you know, like I said, being in love is just such an amazing feeling. And yes, sometimes it can lead to, you know, a very hard fall, but that doesn't mean it wasn't worth it. And the idea that it is possible to just be so connected to someone that even after, 
30 years, you look at them and you smile. You know, you you love the the curve of their neck or, you know, it's, you know, you just want to hold them even after years and years and years together. And those are people who are sharing that oneness of energy. And, you know, with regards to physical intimacy, it is amazing. And there are practices and um, Tantra it is one of the meditative practices. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, then, you know, you can look up because there are a lot of different meditations that are designed for couples. So, um, you know, kind of look at it, you know, explore a few things, you know, that each one of you, you know, make it something that is done together and that there's always that, you know, Hey, you know, how about this? And, and people kind of move at different paces. So if somebody is, you know, energetically, you know, not ready to really kind of go off, you know, jump into the deep end of the pool, it's okay. Give them time and, and wait and be patient. You know, and just keep it safe because that's the biggest thing is when you have two empaths that are together, they can create a feeling of being safe that is just unbelievable. So, so enjoy your Valentine's Day. And if you're single, you know, I, I enjoy Valentine's Day with my dog and, you know, with Luna and... <laughs> You know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I, you know, I was married for 20 years and I enjoy Valentine's Day now. It's different, but it's still very satisfying because also as an empath, you can just enjoy the idea that there are so many people that are in love. And if you're sitting, you know, maybe sitting in a park and you see an old couple holding hands, you can be able to enjoy that too. Just feel that, that specialness, that, that friendship, that companionship, that passion, you know, it's, it really is. There's a lot of love that's in the world and we need a lot more of it. And the more you learn to resonate at that frequency, that means you reach that level of the love of everything, of all of creation. And that's a pretty cool place to reach it too. So thank you for joining me and I hope this was useful. And if you are, you know, a couple, then enjoy your day. Never take it for granted. You know, it's a lot of things happen in the world. A lot of things come and go and time is very precious. So make the most of it and make time for each other. And if you just, you know, buy yourself a box of candy or maybe some flowers, do that, because you deserve it. So, if you find value in this, and if it um, was helpful for you, I'm very glad. You can hit like and subscribe. Uh, we're up to 84 subscribers, and so all we need are 16 more to make the first 100, and that will allow me to get a custom URL, so that's what I'm working towards. And um, you can comment if you have a topic in empathy, regarding empathy. And for those of you who are listening on Blog Talk Radio, uh, please consider visiting the YouTube page and checking that out. But in either case, I will answer comments that are left in the comment section and I'll address them in the next video. 
if you would like to support this channel on a bigger level, you can go to my Patreon account, and that is in the description, and it will allow for as little as $2 a month to be able to support the channel so that I can, you know, get better equipment and, and you know, improve things, because I do want to constantly improve. Well, that's it for now. So, as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and take care.